people of Earth. We have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready in 3, 2, 1. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Craig Anderson. And I'm Lou Quinto. Lou, today I want, I picked the topic for us today. I'm thinking, you know, as we're kind of moving through and hopefully emerging from COVID and the COVID era, we're going to start to see companies grow and people being hired and how companies are going to look at making those hires, how potential employees need to look at where they want to work. I pulled up some research that showed the number two reason uh, or the number two thing people look at when they're looking for a new job. Number one is salary and benefits. The second is, do they feel like they've made a cultural fit? Right. But how do you make that assessment is really where I thought we talked today. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, we, we've done plenty of episodes on culture. Uh, and, uh, you know, even when we talk about culture, it, it's still for a lot of people, business owners, it's that nebulous uh, thing that exists. It's like, it's like, you know, the atmosphere, you know, do you come from a dysfunctional family or do you come from a normal family? Well, how do you define dysfunctional and normal? I, I came from a dysfunctional family. I know that for sure. So, uh, but that's for another episode. That's right. But, but no, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, we're going to see a time, as you said, through we're, we're coming through this COVID situation and not only, you know, as the economy picks up, will companies be hiring again? But there will be people that are currently employed that will be looking for greener pastures. Yeah. And they need to be able to make that right decision. And as this study that you point out talks about is that salary and benefits is still number one. Uh, although I think you and I mentioned that we saw a study a while ago where culture was number one and yeah. salary benefits were number two. Uh, because you made the comment of, wow, I want to hire those people. <laughs> how, much I pay, yeah. how much I'm going to pay them really doesn't matter. <laughs> Great culture and 10% off. Yeah. yeah. it's uh, So I think it's an important thing. So what we wanted to do today is really cover three areas as we normally do. One is talk about what is cultural fit? Like you just said, Lou, it's a little soft and nebulous. How can we put some definition yeah. around that? And then if you're coming at it from the employer perspective, what should you be thinking about when you're assessing cultural fit? And then if you're the prospect, uh, how should you, how do you start to assess kind of what is the culture that I'm moving into? Cause you know, these interview processes, right. They just, it, it all happens very fast yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Right. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, as far as cultural fit from the, from the company, when they're hiring people, uh, they're, they're not hiring a, a, you know, another friend to go out drinking with. Uh, and sometimes someone will come across very well in an interview where some, you know, people that are interviewing go, wow, they really are a great person and mm -hmm. because they fit with you. Uh, but are you really looking at the entire culture? Because right. if we have a diverse culture, they may fit with you, but they not may not fit with the team that they're going to become part of in the future. Yeah. So I, I think we, we need to go back to qualifications. Uh, when we're posting a job and we have qualifications, the hiring process, you have to adhere to what are the qualifications we're looking at. And then yes, personality is involved, but people can, people can put on a good air in the first hour uh, of an interview. And as you all know, there, there there's that old saying, 
you know, it only takes a minute you, for you to make uh, an impression on somebody. And if you do a good job in that first minute, then, you know, that, that person it, it, from a mental uh, or, uh, developed mindset, you and your mind may think this is a good person. This is a good person. This is a good person. And it may cause you to overlook uh, the qualifications of that person and not really take into consideration the culture of the company's aspect of it. Right, right. So, so yeah, there's a lot to kind of unpack as we think through this. So, Lou, why don't you kick us off, you know, and you touched a little bit on this, is just what is cultural fit? Is it, as you said, there's the importance of qualifications, but what is a cultural fit in your mind? Well, when, when it comes back to culture and with, you know, all culture, you have to go back to the company's values. Does this person exemplify or can they exemplify the values of the company? And so we spend all of the time as business leaders, business owners coming up with our mission and our, and, you know, and our vision and our value statement and everything else. This is the opportunity that you have to use that those values of the company to determine if this person is a perfect fit for your particular company. Uh, what was it? I think uh, in, in one of the articles, I believe you shared with me, there was one uh, person who was doing the hiring and he sent a, uh, a limo uh, to go pick the person up. And then he would interview the driver of the limo that the person was in and ask him, how did he treat you? Was he nice? Was he friendly? And that, that he used that as a very important criteria, whether or not I'm going to hire this person. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought, wow, that that was a, a good one. But again, you caught the person off guard. You caught their real self. And I believe that with that culture, you you need to look at the values first. Does this is this person going to fit in our value structure? Yeah, I think there's there's also just the idea that as much as we talk about culture, there's still a large number of companies who don't really think about culture that way and haven't really, you know, then they may say that we have this culture, but there's then the real culture. Right. And having an awareness of what that is, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's a the real culture is a bad culture, right? But there's what we aspire to, and there's what we are, and the cultural fit's going to be problematic if you think your company is this, and you convince the candidate it's this, but it's really this, and this may still be aspirational, but you don't know what you're walking into, no. so cultural fit is really the fit of the organization as it stands today for the way I work as the candidate and the way you're leading it as the owner. Right. And, and as the owner, and as the owner, that's where the, the, the first domino has to fall because you're the one that's going to be paying a salary. You're the one that's going to be providing benefits. And so you need to make sure that this person is a good fit. And so with the value statement, obviously you also want to have other people perhaps in different roles, maybe not in the role in the department or on the team that you're going to hire this person for, but from people with different perspectives of the company's culture to interview that person as well. And to interview them from the standpoint of, you're trying to find out, will this person fit in our company? Yeah. And I think that gets to the next idea of what, well, how employers can start making better hiring decisions around cultural fit. And one of the things as we were researching this, I thought was so interesting is this idea of the looking glass that we see someone who, you know, not just kind of looks like us from kind of a, as we just talked in the last episode from a inc inclusion and diversity perspective, 
but even some additional biases that talked about, like you may see the person who maybe is a, they struggled in the early years of college and you did too. And you're like, Oh, they're just like me. And so they right. must be great. That, or, kindred, that kindred spirit that you connect on. Yeah. yeah. And, and, the, and thinking like that, you, the dangers of saying, well, I want to hire people like that. You end up getting into this kind of group think mentality where you're, everybody gets along great, but everybody right. thinks exactly the same way. So that's a warning sign for employers, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because what you're doing uh, even before it even starts is you're inculcating group think from the very beginning. This yeah. person looks, acts, thinks like we do. And so therefore, as a company, uh, one, you're not going to have a lot of innovative, innovative thought and creativity because mm-hmm. everyone's going to have that same narrow focus on a particular situation. Uh, in addition to that, too, you know, you don't want to hire people that are like you. I mean, I joined a fraternity in college that there were a lot of people like me. But if I were hiring today and going back to what they were in college, even though we got along, had a great time. I wouldn't hire them then. And now I'm sure, you know, things may have changed. They've matured as I have, and uh, I may want to do that. But sometimes it's that looking glass that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. We, we tend to be social beings and we are attracted to things like us. And I believe the point of what the reason why you brought this particular topic up when we were talking was because companies truly need to get away from the hiring people that are like us. Yeah. And I think what's really important is, which maybe not like us, but do they align with the values we have around how we look at innovation, how we look at treating customers, how we look at treating employees? Is that an alignment? Right. And, you know, do they, you know, if we really are a very collaborative company where we don't want a whole lot of people who are out, you know, on the vanguard doing stuff on their own, we want to make sure we hire people who value collaboration and we want people who can align with our mission. We've talked about this several times. We talk about culture and employee engagement, right? The people who are aligned with your mission are very much more likely to work harder for you and to stay with you longer than the people who can't see themselves aligned with the mission. Right. Exactly. So, well, and then now, so now that we've kind of figured out what you need to do as the employer, Lou, what should, what should the prospects, right? All these people coming out of college who may be getting a job and are the first time interviewing or executives who are seeing an opportunity to make a move right now. What are some of the things they ought to be looking at to make sure they're going to fit culturally with the, the company they're looking to work for? Well, yeah, it goes back to the old placement uh, office uh, at, at college uh, is that first, you know, that number rule number one was research the company. And I would still continue to hold that as rule number one, research the company, know what they have done, who they are, look at their values and their mission and everything else. Uh, but what, what's also important is look at where they want to go. Because sometimes in an interview, an interviewer may want to make the company sound better talking about, well, we want to do this, we want to do that. And they're hiring you because they say that we want to do this or we want to expand into this area. But are they really committed to that expansion, to that improvement? Because I'm sure that there are lots of executives who have moved from one company to another, thinking that the new company they were going to was going to be bolder, was going to be more uh, innovative. And when they got there, they found out that there was a lot of resistance to making those moves. And they find out that they end up taking a job in an organization that ended up being a dead end for them. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I think there's part of this, you know, the grass is always greener. Sometimes the grass is just always grass. Right. But it's <laughs> the, uh, you know, I think the other thing is just to think about, you know, how do you get a feel for a company? We've talked about this even during COVID when people are interviewing for jobs this way, right. Eight hours of who I can't remember who we talked to. It was like eight hours of video interviews or it's yeah. eight hours. You fly in, maybe have dinner with somebody you're on site all the next day and you're supposed to derive a judgment from that. Now there's some right. really interesting technology tools like Glassdoor you can use to do research on a company that you never could do before. Right. You know, when in even as old as you are for me going at those, <laughs> those job boards at college were still the paper <laughs> plastered on the wall that we had to pick from. Geez, that ageism comes up all the time, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So but there's tools that you can use to look. But I, I think when you're on the campus of the company too, where can, you know, I think it's important to be observant. Don't just so focus 100% on the person you're walking through the halls. Look through the halls. Right. You know, where can you interact with people? See how people are treated. It's kind of yep. the reverse of what you talked about with that car and the car service example is, you know, do you have an opportunity to interact with real employees? Do you get an opportunity to interact with the people who will work with you? And try and get a sense for, am I going to be a fit there so so I know that the way they work is the way I want to work too, not sure, just the sure. way I'm being told they work. Right. Yeah. And I would say that as being part of being the interviewee, uh, you should take time, particularly if you are on campus, to do some interviewing. Mm-hmm. And as you said, interview people who already work there. And the best way to do it, you don't need to schedule time. Go get a cup of coffee. And talk to the first three people in the break room that you run into. Walk down the hallway and see if people are looking at you, if they're if they're friendly and they say hi, they extend their hand. I'm so and so and find out because you'll get you'll get a perspective and a feeling on is this a happy workplace? Because as someone, you know, who's been in a lot of different businesses over the last 35 years as a consultant, trainer, public speaker, coach, it's amazing what you find out when you talk to people who aren't scripted to be talked to. Mm -hmm. No. So, and, you know, I, I, it sounds a little bit like corporate, corporate espionage, but at the same time, this is you making a decision on your career. And that's going to also give you, as we talked about cultural fit, to give you the idea of whether you'll fit into that culture based upon the people that you talk to, not what you're being told in an interview. Right. And one of the things I thought as we were researching this, that I thought was a great idea is if you're being recruited by a recruiter to be placed somewhere, you know, great question for the recruiter is what were the characteristics of the five people you've placed that have had the most success at that company, which is, I think, a great question to, to really get to the heart of do, am I going to be in alignment with that person? Right. Uh, so, so there's a and, lot and of, to great, a cer- and to yeah. a certain perspect, ask why the person left that mm-hmm. you're going to be taking their position. Right. Now, sometimes they, they, they may not be able to tell you because it may be confidential situation or something like that, but ask what they did in, in that position while they were there, what did they achieve in their position? And yeah. you'll get, you'll get a little insight there also. So yeah, so when you're doing your deep level espionage, you can you can dig corporate in. espionage, yeah, corporate espionage. So you sound like Boris. And I think Trump. it's I think it's only fair. They're interviewing you. You should be able to interview people that you're you know potentially going to be working with on a day to day basis. 
Well, somebody said everything's a tell. And if they're, if they're really limiting who you can talk to, that's probably a tell as well. Exactly. All right. Just like if someone tells you I'm not a micromanager, chances are they are a micromanager. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So excellent. All right. Well, Lou, what are your key takeaways on this topic today? My key takeaways are key takeaway uh, on this particular topic. I only get is, one. I only get one. So I'm going to take it from the person who is looking for a new job and they are being interviewed. Uh, uh, turn over every stone. Turn over every stone possible because you are making either a career shift or you're entering your career for the very first time. And you want to make sure you end up in a place where you will be valued, that you will be respected, that your contributions will be appreciated, that there will be engagement uh, that will keep you fulfilled in doing your job and excited about doing your job. Uh, don't be, be careful of facades. And then this way, you're not in two years looking for another job. Yeah. That's my key takeaway. All right. Well, I, my key takeaway I'll take on the employer side is the importance of just knowing yourself and knowing your organization and separating yourself a little bit from who you think you're going to get along with and think about it more from the terms of how are they going to fit into the larger company around our goals and everything else to get away from that um, looking glass phenomenon is going to be really important. Okay, good. Perfect. All right. All right. Take us well, out, Lou. I will. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership as we've, as we've talked about career changing and also hiring uh, from a company perspective. If you like this video, please like, share, also subscribe, and don't be afraid to leave a comment in the comment section because that's how people find out uh, about our podcast. In addition to that, we also come out in a podcast form and can be found on all of your major podcast platforms. So until next time, keep your hands washed, keep your distance. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson. 